0: hello hello i don't think he hears me can, can you hear me because i can't hear yous guess what me ear is in a bleeding shock i have an ear infection and i can't hear a bleeding iota out of my right ear it's in a hula hoop and i'm just after coming back from the doctor another 60 quid on top of a few antibiotics as well and i got a coffee on the way home as well but uh the oh, I, I can't believe it just when you start making something like this and you like when i'm recording it, i have headphones on so i can hear how loud the levels are but i haven't a clue and if there's any background noise i do apologize because I, again i can't believe and hear them but i went up to the doctor and as i expected every time i go to the doctor it's the same thing it's straight in for a four minute chat how's it going uh oh yeah well have a problem with me here yeah, 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 let me have a quick look at it. Uh, yeah, that looks uh, like... Th- so basically what he said was my ear is full of wax and that he doesn't want to flush it out because it might be infected because it's a bit sore. And like it wasn't sore before I went up and now I come home and I think that my ear is actually about to fall off. It's it, it's painful now. Because last night my dad goes, you should try that thing, you know, when you put the side of the hand up to the hole in your ear. And you try to plunge it out, try try that, and I did try that, <laughs> and that made it bleeding 10 times worse, oh my, J. it was actually, it's killing me, it was killing me, that, and now it's now it's even worse, it's very bad, so I have an antibiotic, and I have ear drops, and the doctor said do that, and then come back to me next week, and we'll see how you're getting on, but uh anyway, this is episode 2. Thanks for ever uh, to have. Uh, um, uh, thanks for everyone for listening last week. All it it was all positive mostly. Yeah, uh, some nice messages back. It was great to hear it. what you actually think about me when I talked to you. Is saying or shy talk. Oh man, that was great shy talk. Love you talking shy. So I'm just now. I think every time I'm in your company, you think I talk shy. <laughs> no, but seriously, it was great to hear the uh, the good feedback from it. Um, a few corrections from last week. I was. A few people pointed out uh, that Wes Houlihan isn't 36 or however old I said he is. He's 39. But he's still ripping it up. Uh, and as well as that, the goal that Ireland scored in the Euros wasn't in... like I think I said three times. I said uh, the 96th minute and the 88th minute. And it turns out it was the 85th, the 84th to the 85th minute. So Robbie Brady's goal. So uh, hey, you win some, you lose some. Another one as well, which I haven't even changed, is in the description to this. uh it, it, you spell wrangle with a W. I didn't think it was a W in it. An unnecessary comment from whoever sent it. Anyway, another thing that I noticed last week was that it, I gave myself such a hard time about how this is going to go and how how bad it was. No, oh man, it's so shy. But I, I think it was very hard on myself. And as well as that, the language on me last week. Oh, my God, I must have been bleeding nervous because the. The language I was throwing out was it was awful. It was it was god awful. So I'm gonna try and cut down on the the old party mouth. Another thing from last week is that I gave Zoom an awful time last week. It, like a horrible time. It, 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 I thought I was like, oh man, it's so worse than bleeding Night, bleeding hate. But you know what? Without Zoom, where would we bleed Bleeding? Be? Wouldn't be able to see half the gang. Like, wouldn't be able to see anyone. And like, I mean, I've actually relied on it. I've been the one sending it into the group chats only. Let's join that. Join that. Plays and lets me bleeding mind. And as soon as we join, it's bleeding great crack. And then we end up playing. I don't know if if, if everyone if 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 you just haven't played psych, go and give psych a lash. It's it's basically like cards against humanity for but you make your own cards. Kind if of. they give you the question and it's about someone in the group and then you write your own answer, and then someone has to pick the best answer. And bleeding deadly it is. It it's gas, especially if you know the group very well. You can just lay into them. It's like, what would this person's superhero, what would this person's superpower be? That's what I meant to say. And then you can just make up something based on their past, based on a mistake that they made when they were younger. And that's, isn't that the way we love to just slag like people? Just bring up everything that they've ever done. You know that one thing that you did? You, you can't let go. You only told a couple of people about it. But uh, Anyway, Psych is class, and it's also made by Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> From what I hear, not that nice. <laughs> You <laughs> gonna have that one, right? You can keep that one. There's a highlight for you. Uh anyway, yeah. Last week was good. This week hopefully is a bit better. It's hopefully a bit more structured, a bit more uh bit more of a laugh. You're having a laugh saying that, mate. Uh so I was this week I, I was thinking about getting people on, but I think I'm gonna try and keep it like this for a while just to see how I get on by myself. And see if we can if we can keep this up, if we can keep up the, the order shy talk for a while. So Today, I'm going to talk a bit about myself, and a bit about my dindalum dindalum epilepsy. Yay! Just for the fits and gigs. <laughs> he says, as that is the name of the episode. But, um, yeah, I'm going to talk about my epilepsy, and how it came about. Do you know what? I don't even know if everyone that listened to this last week would know that I have epilepsy. Some people probably do. Most, I'd say, probably do. But it's one that, it's a mad one, like, it's, it's one that I'd say a lot more people have it than don't, what, what, no, (laughs) no, they don't, that's, that's, that's not true, a lot more people have it that I'd say that you don't even realize have it, like, I mean, I have it, and maybe she will care about me saying this, but my mom has it as well, so I think we both help each other through it, so that's, that's it. Not, not more people than most, but <laughs> some people that you see, they're just we're just normal people, man. All the epileptics out there, we're just normal people. You're sure you to get along with our lives, right? But it, it's just, it's a funny one, though. Like, it's, there's just some times when people are talking to me and I've mentioned it to them. And say, we'll be in a smoking area in a club and I'm like, they're like, oh, man, are you, you're not staying out late tonight. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I can't. Like, if I stay up too late, that's when the next morning is a bit of a risk. I might have an epileptic fit. But it's so funny though. Because you're like. Oh no man. I have epilepsy. So I don't really want to stay up too. No way. So you can't go in there. Can you not? With, with all the lights. That you just saw me in there. Five minutes ago. You mean just in there. And that, that that nightclub has lights. No way. Mine's not affected by them. I'm not affected by the lights. But it's gas when you tell people. To, you can't go out. What do you mean you can't go out? I, I can I can't, I just can't, can't go mad. I can't go mad in the sauce or I can't really stay up too late. The first time I ever had one was when I was 16 and fit, that is. Jesus Christ, get your get your mind out of got gutter. Um, the first fit I had was when I was 16 and I was just staying over in a mate's gaff and uh, we'll just, we'll give him, we'll assign this mate a, like a, a letter as his name, right? So uh, any random letter, uh, you. So I was staying in you's gaff and um I ended up staying up all night and then we were all playing FIFA and whatever like that. And then the next morning I came home and of course you're in bits. You remember them sixteen year old sort of sleepovers and you you're just twenty four hours just of pure awake alertness and then you come home and you just conk out on the couch or whatever. But I woke up and there's just bleeding ambulance men all over me. I keep bouncing myself off the bleeding mic. There's just emblems, man, and my man and dad going, you're you me dad being <laughs> just being my dad going, Yeah, you, you took a bit of a turn, you did you took a bit of a turn <laughs> And I'm sitting there unaware what that means. What do you mean to took a bit of a turn? I'm sitting here on a bleeding couch. What do you mean you took a bit of a turn? Anyway, so that night then I get brought into A&E because it was it was actually it was around Christmas time so that's I was actually mad confused when I woke up because it was like twilight you know? it was like not quite bright not quite dark so I thought I was after sleeping about 14 hours and it was the middle of like it was like for half five in the morning it was half five in the afternoon like so anyway I get brought to A&E and I'm sitting there and I was there for the whole night only for them to just kind of take my bloods and just go yeah, look, come in and we'll check you up some other time. We'll send you to a neurologist. But uh, I was actually gutted as well because the next day we were meant to be going to Thunderland, which I never got to go to, like, ever really. And who knows if it's ever going to open up again. Did I not actually... Someone that abs- This is wrong. Did that not close down? Not because of, like, just Christmas gone, but, I mean, is that not gone? Definitely wrong. Definitely wrong on that one. But I remember being gutted, sitting in A&E... The next morning, being like the bastards, man, they're gone. They're gone. To front of the phone without me, and it's gonna be closed by the time I'm here. <laughs> but uh, that that day was just devastating in the hospital. Fair play to my dad, who stayed there the whole night, watching me after taking that turn. But as I said, it's bleeding gas. Of people coming up and just being like, "No way, man, you can't come out." Like, <laughs> yeah, I can. I can stand there in front of you. The lights are going mad around us. I, I obviously can. But yeah. Mine is, like, if I stay up too late, if I don't get enough sleep, kind of, if I stay up too late, what well, am I, bleeding six? Stay up past half eight, and you'll you'll definitely have a fit in the morning. But no, if I stay up, if I don't get enough sleep, and then, like, get up, and I try to do something the next morning. But I'm only getting that, because that's kind of what happened the first time that it happened when we stayed in, a let's say, Yule's Gaff. And, um, yeah, since then, it's just been kind of, like, I've actually managed it quite well until about the past year. And then I had another one. I had my first one in like four years when we went to, to Canada. And what happened in Canada was, <laughs> oh, I was trying to be thrifty with the pills that I had left. Like the, the epilepsy pills, getting to, again, get a grip. Uh, and I was trying to be thrifty because I, I was after getting three months worth off the doctor. And then I was like, oh, sh- oh shit, I'm running out. Like what, what do I do? <laughs> but I did this and like, like the middle of july going oh Jesus, i'll be grand so i started going i started i stopped taking the pills but because i was like i'm fine i was fine and i was fine for two days and then one morning I, I don't even remember i went for a shower and luckily enough there was still two in the gaff and there's me on the floor bleeding breakdance and no music going <laughs> jesus christ i'd say it was scary for the girls <laughs> holy shit like in, in fairness i'm delighted that they were there because if they weren't anyone else as well because the two that were there in fairness they knew they knew kind of what to do how to deal with it. so fair play to them and delighted that they were there but then yeah that was the first one that i had in like four years or something like that because i remember distinctly the champions league final was on and the election results were coming out that was the one that i had before, previous to this one in Canada. So, I don't know how I remember that, but I think it was because I woke up and on the telly, the bleeding, the election results are coming in in Galway. And you're like, oh, right. And I was kind of like, what's that going on? You, you had a fit. But, um, and then the Champions League, I just remember watching that later on that day, lying in my bed in bits. But, then yeah, so that was the first one that I had in four years in Canada. Then, I came home, didn't have one for ages then, but then the night of, the, the day after this the like the coronavirus went went global man the day we all got locked down I we went we were in town and we just we're just out kind of like drinking all day in town <laughs> you know mob bastards you know like who needs college man but like we, we were out all day in town drinking but I was fine all day like I, th- I had enough to eat and I was grand and then just so the next day the, I had a fit and I had a fit all over my guitars I keep bouncing my bleeding head off this mic but it fell all over my guitars and luckily enough none of them broke I, that I was probably more likely to break landing on all them guitars to be honest but uh, yeah that was that one and then the, the the best one ever man the fucking best one it was uh, <laughs> the last one that I had was in June just gone and I was in work and I was after being in one of the lads gas the night before and I didn't get a lot of sleep now and was in work and I was like, I've been to work after after nights out and stuff like that before. I've been grand and like kind of just kind of soldiered on through it. But for some reason, my head was going ninety that day. Like I was just all over the gaff and it was just a lot of pressure on me. And I was like, Oh no, I can't do it. Someone asked me for something. I just remember my eyes going bleeding, shit, and next thing you know, I just wake up and the security guard is like standing over me, like, Yeah, yeah you're alright. Yeah. Now, and again, fair play to her. I have to say, she was is she. The control of the situation everyone else was freaking out and she was like no 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 he's grand just just let him do his thing man he's class at dancing give him a minute throw him a few quid and I, but the funny thing about that one was one of the girls saw me one of the girls that i work with she came she was the one who saw me and my hand was like in the back of this fridge it just had fallen in the back of this fridge she thought i had being electrocuted so, so there i am on the floor she's like no he's been electrocuted by a fridge that's everyone's worst way of going. And I, I wasn't, I was just having having a fit, man. Just having a fit. Jesus, chill out with it. But yeah, that was that was horrible. And then I got brought to hospital then that day, A and E. And that was when I actually realised, man, the bleeding. The nurses are butting in absolute shifts. Like even this was kind of when during the summer when it when like the cases were kinda of low and there wasn't a lot of deaths and there wasn't a lot of people in hospital at the time. So it was around July, I think. And it was only then I kind of realized the work that nurses and stuff do. Like I mean, there was so many people there. I, I was there sitting in a chair all day for about six hours just for them to take my blood. That's another thing I have to say. Holy bleeding Jesus. I have such a phobia of getting a needle in me. If they're going to come near me with this COVID vaccine, they, <laughs> they better do it in my sleep because I, I, I'm not going to be able to take it. I, I cannot stand them. However, this time, the nurse that came over was lovely. She was a lovely girl. And uh, she's a lovely nurse now, a, a a really lovely nurse. She really was a lovely nurse, lovely. And she came over and she was like, "Oh, so, oh you're gonna, I'm just gonna take your blood." I was like, "Oh Jesus!" And she puts the uh, tourniquet around my arm, and I was like, "Oh fucking hell, here we go." And she was like, "Just look away. It'll be over in two seconds." And it was. I was like, "Jesus, I, I thought that was worse. I thought I thought that was a lot worse, <laughs> but but it wasn't. It was it." I was like, oh, that's grand. That was only me getting me blood taken. That's grand. If that's all it is, that's fine. I can deal with that. And then four seconds later, Jesus, someone get me a glass of water. I was about to faint in the chair that I'm sitting on. Like I, I was actually, actually, and a nurse was running, or a doctor, a doctor or a nurse was running. Like He kept running up by me. And I was like, Man, can I have a glass of water, please? And he, he, one of the doctors genuinely like just went, uh, no I'm not here and just walked away and I was like are you serious are you actually serious I'm about to pass out in this seat anyway eventually another doctor came over the fella the nurse came over maybe sound nurse this one just a sound nurse that's all not lovely and he came over and he, he just took my blood pressure and then was like I'll, I'll get you some water now and I was like grand but the bleeding the bleeding rigmarole just get a glass of bleeding water but Holy jays! Anyway, I was fine that day, and it was uh, when I got to A and was fine, and that was it. But this, the other night, me and my mum were actually just talking about this as well, about like about fits and stuff like that, and about <laughs> about fits. You know, hey, do, you, do you remember that one? Wasn't that a class from there last week? <laughs> but no, we we're talking about epilepsy, and I don't know what what we ended up talking about, but how or how it came around, but we came around to. Electric picnic, which I name epileptic picnic. You can have that one. Epile- shy, shy, shy. Anyway, we, we were talking about like electric picnic, and I was like, I don't know what it is about me, but it's, I think I'm kind of, what's it? Hair of the dog, you know, just, just get back on it, you know, you'll be grand. And that is the way I think, because electric picnic is just kind of like a, it's, what's, oh, how can I not think of this word? I was about to say it's a montage, it's not a fuck, it's a marathon. he's going to have that one on me, I'm not going to lie, he's going to have that one, but, it's a marathon, not a sprint, so like, that was, the thing is about EP, I think it's just about pacing yourself, but, you're still drinking, an absolute, abominable amount, like, you're drinking loads of drink, and like, especially, there was one year that I went down, and I genuinely don't know how I didn't have a fit, I was, I was in a hula hoop from, from Friday to the Sunday, I was just, I didn't even know, I didn't know where I was, but, that, That'll slide me nicely on to the next topic, man. Gigs. Not Ryan. We're talking about concerts here. And if there's one thing I've missed more than anything in this world since everything's happened is just a live gig. Just a live concert, live music. Someone standing on a stage, singing songs, everyone going shit crazy at the chorus or everyone just going shit crazy no matter what and really I've been to some serious gigs in my time uh, uh, in, in my t- how old am I <laughs> in, uh, you know you, you, you know all this epilepsy back in my day and <laughs> I've been to a few gigs myself now <laughs> yeah you're dead right yeah, yeah 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 but I've been to a few gigs that I've just some of them the best ones I'm gonna give you a rank of my top five gigs ever Number five on the list, the very first time I went to see Lane Gallagher in, what was the name of that place? The Hangar, the Hangar place, where, wherever it was, the the Hangar out near, uh, yeah, you know where Lane Gallagher played? That's that's exactly where it was, that was the most, one of the most surreal gigs ever, it was like one of Lane Gallagher's kind of first, the first one after his, uh, after his album came out, his first album came out, and the stripes support him. And that was that was bleeding mental was Just the, all the Oasis tunes and all the absolute Oflas there in their in their big parkas and everything and their big big fucking locks down to the side of their cheeks and all like that, walking up with their shades on. <laughs> that was one of the best gigs I've ever been to, ever. However, I've been to Celine Gallagher then twice since. The second time was good, really good in Malahoy Castle. The third time in Tree Arena, it's actually just a joke. How many people now? I know plenty of people are going to go, Oh, you model yourself off Liam Gallagher. These people commit their souls to Liam Gallagher. They walk through you like they're bleeding, built like brick shithouses. Like they just bounce through you and they're like, What are you? Ah, you're 45, you're working accounts. Chill out. You get out of your face. Like they. They bounce through you, and it's just a joke, man. And all they wait for is like rock and roll star, and all the bleeding the big, the big Oasis tunes. They have no time for anything other. If, if he plays any of his solo tunes, get out of, get get over here, boring. Because I remember every time he played one of his solo tunes when we went to see him in the Tri Arena, the whole place just stood still. It was like what, what in the name of Jesus? Anyway, number four on the list is. One gig that I couldn't believe the attendance at that was so low but the Kaiser Chiefs in the tree arena they were supported by Razorlight and this was only in February like just just before all the lockdown it was one of the best gigs ever it was the sound of my Saturday mornings as an 8 year old that's all the tunes were just pure just pure bangers pure bangers they needed so much mash man that that was just pure bangers that's a terrible terrible joke but it was actually just such a... It was an unbelievable gig. But they had so much of the place like, cordoned off because there was no there was no one at it. Like, man, I'd, I'd say about half the tickets were sold, if even. My mom and dad got free tickets. And they sat upstairs, and me and a mate went downstairs and we were standing in the crowd. But there was still so much space around us. But that was one of the best gigs ever, just purely for the tunes from Razorlight and from Kaiser Chiefs. Numero Trace on the list. Now, this one might shock a few of you, but the Arctic Monkeys... The Arden Monkeys are unbelievable live. And just obviously one of the best bands to ever walk the streets of Sheffield. They're so good. And they were so good when they came here. They really were. And I actually couldn't believe it that was the second time seeing them that year. We. But when they played here, it was just class. Because we had actually gotten seats. We got s- Don't tell the Tree Arena, right? Don't don't tell them now. We got seating tickets and ended up standing. Don't tell them. Don't tell them. It's just between me and you. But it was bleeding class. It was, it was so funny though because the tickets, yeah, tickets we had were for sitting on and then I was like, right, I'll give this a lash. There's a, if you ever want to get downstairs, right, let's just go. They sent me to the smoking area. That That's upstairs. And then you say you got off on the wrong floor. So then I got into the lift and I was like, oh, lads, oh, I meant to be downstairs. I get sitting. And they were just, all they did were just checking that you had a ticket. They were making sure you just had a ticket. It didn't matter if you had a seating ticket. They were like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, that was the sweatiest gig ever as well. I lost a jacket and a t-shirt. But I bought a t-shirt as well. So Hey, even some, you lose some. Numero dos on the list. I know we're on down in Spanish. Don't know why. Sound a killer in my head. Uh, number number two on the list though. It's a surprise, a really surprising one for me even as well. I don't even listen to them that much. But the Wombats in the Academy. Now the Academy is such a great place for a gig, especially if you like them kind of if, if you're into them bands that aren't exactly massive, but they have loads of really good tunes, like I think the Wombats are kind of everyone will recognize loads of Wombats tunes just because of like the in betweeners. They're all if you want to know what a, sh- a Wombats tune is, it's you know, the one that they when they go for an ad in the in betweeners, the one Wombats man, you'll, you'll definitely know them. And anyway, the Academy, seeing them in the Academy was bleeding class because you're on top of them in the Academy, like everyone's just on top of each other, and that was what made that gig. The atmosphere was bleeding lethal. Everyone was just pure bouncing off each other, and it was just drink everywhere. It was amazing, absolutely amazing. I have to say, I couldn't believe it for an Academy gig. I was kind of expecting, just like, ah, just CDs because they're good. But that was it. Anyway, top of the list, and you'll never beat this. I don't think I could ever, I, I couldn't top this, if, even if I tried, even if the Arctic Monkeys played live with Liam Gallagher and Noel Gallagher as Oasis, it, 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 it supporting them shit analogy but the best gig ever ever went to see the rolling stones in Kroger you never top a gig like that you'll never top a gig like that and like I mean who knows when we'll ever get gigs again so to see something like that before definitely Mick Jagger or Keith Richards or Ronnie Wood or your man the drummer dies how am I forgetting the drummer's name How am I forgetting the drummer? Hold on. I can't believe I actually had to go and look that up. Anyway, Charlie Watts is what his name is. But, Rolling Stones in Kroger, you'll just never top it. Like, it was just class. Like, I mean, at at the time, I was a huge Rolling Stones fan, and I was mad into all the tunes. And, there was a few tunes that I didn't know, but when they got to, like, I mean, everyone knows more Rolling Stones tunes than you think. Like, Oh, it was just class, and they finished it off with satisfaction, and there was a big, massive load of uh, fireworks went off, and it was my last day of college in first year, like like any of them meant that, but it was it, oh, it was just so so good. We were just you couldn't believe it. Mick Jagger was there bouncing around the stage, that, literally like me. There's a video on me at EP actually a couple of years ago that I, and I was trying to be Mick Jagger, but I just looked like a bleeding a mess, I just looked locked, that's all it looked, but Mick Jagger was running up and down the stage, playing, playing the part, playing the Mick Jagger part, that he always plays everywhere, because he's Mick Jagger, and he was just, he was in control, from the minute he stepped on the stage, big red cape when he walked out first, and then he whipped it all off, but he was wearing stuff underneath, don't worry, again, get your bleeding head out of the gutter, get your mind out of the gutter, but it was, that was the best gig, I've ever been to, it was, you can't top it. You can't top it. I think I've said it now. I think easily the fourth time that I've said that that's the best gig I've been to. But, man, when are we ever going to get it back? When's the feeling going to return? And that's why you're here with me. That's why you're listening here with me. That's why I've just told you what it's all about. Thanks for listening. Love you. No, that's not going to end like that. <laughs> well, it's it's not quite not going to end like that. So, anyway, it's nearly at the end. But uh, I think... What I want to say... Oh, Jesus Christ. Get yourself in order, Dolan. What I wanted to say was thanks for last week. Everyone, thanks thanks for sending your messages. I actually was like really disappointed in last week. I thought it was really bad. But you've made me feel bleeding class. I think last week... I, I don't want to say the numbers, but I got, I got more listens than I listened to. It, I genuinely just need an hour of sleep, or am I might have a fit. But I I actually thought last week was not going to get as many many listens as many likes on the page and stuff like that as as it did and it got loads so thank you enormously so keep it up keep the listening up i hope i, I hope you have enjoyed it i hope hope i'm i'm a small bit of sunlight in these days of gray oh, that was that was corny wasn't it? wasn't it didn't even write that down that was straight out, the, straight out the noggin but share it around lads make sure everyone else hears it make sure everyone gives me a go at least um, until next week, I've been on Dowling, and I've been telling you what it's all about. Good luck! Wow, you could say they're selling like ghost cookies.